0: Just the Black Powder Podcast, kick up your feet, lean on your arm, rest, and get your mind blessed on this conquest. Yeah. Hold a grip like a 12 gauge. let this moment kick, black people moving and having some good ownership. Yeah. I carry weight, not to keep the camera safe, Just yeah. about you, my kids, and my parents' faces, the big topics, they don't want to involve us. Huh? Think we're novice, but now we're moving hard with revolvers. This the Black Powder Podcast, let's get it started. Yeah.
1: primers hit the powder is lit it's time to get on target welcome to another episode of the black powder podcast as always i'm your host yasuke fett and just a general reminder of your marching orders and why we have created the black powder podcast the main mission is to change the social view of black society and firearms how do we do that glad you asked we talk walk read write and think about it to find a better solution for a brighter future for the proper protection of black people Join us through education, practice safety as we take down the stigma of black people and guns, one discussion at a time. Just a general reminder, you cannot do a mag dump without a couple of rounds. So if you like what you're hearing and you happen to like this show, send out an email to blackpowderpodcast at gmail.com and let me know what your favorite episode is. Whether or not you agree, disagree, or have questions, please make sure to send them to blackpowderpodcast at gmail.com and always... free to like share and subscribe the only way to continue to grow is to continue to share this knowledge with other people And the only way to even get the message out is to let everyone know. So once again, if you like what you heard and would like to continue to hear, please like, share, and subscribe. And as always, you can find us on multiple platforms, especially main ones. Uh, As of recently, we are now on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. It's kind of like, um, you you ever hear of a channel called The Black Authority? No. no, or the business. No, so you know this is one of the uh, the pro-black foundational, uh, foundational Black American channels, right? The B1 Brigade, if you will, and and you know they're all about reparations, uh, getting the tangibles, getting the things that Black people in America are owed. So I'm like, yeah, I can agree with that, but he'll have people call up every now and then and there'll be some really special individuals, you know, cause <laughs> you got those people that call up and yeah, they, uh, they ain't all there, <laughs> but the, the amount of information that this man gives, it's, it's kind of like, uh, it could be overlooked if the average person is there just for the entertainment and he even says that he's like i know my i know my uh broadcast is entertaining however i am trying to provide the uh what, do you, what does he say the 320 degrees of information so it's not like i'm just here to entertain you i'm here to try and educate you and get you to realize there's a lot more here right than, than what i'm presenting to you now granted like you said there has to be a certain uh, seasoning of entertainment, if you will, in order to make that medicine of education go down a little bit easier.
0: Yeah, there you go. There you go.
1: Yeah, but, but it can't just, the minute that my education becomes all entertainment. Then that's mis- a problem. Yeah, it's missing the target. Gotcha. So. You.
0: Gotcha. You. Gotcha. You. I'm sorry, I might have said it wrong somewhere in there. I just, how do I say it? I thought it was a good thing when I when I looked at it the other way and when I was going and I was respecting entertainment because I wasn't trying to step on anybody's toes. And so what I did is when I said what I said, I didn't realize that I probably was stepping on toes. So that was my way of, you know, retracting and acknowledging that. No, I wasn't meaning to step on toes or anything like that. I was just saying, like, truthfully it really meant a lot to me to to be taught by somebody that has that has shot at a person before and that has been shot at back as opposed to someone who's only shot at paper targets you know what i mean it's it's it, you know it's, it's um similar to um if you're dealing with virgins you want does a virgin want to listen to someone who's only watched porno or someone who's actually been with a woman you know what yeah. i'm saying that's and that was my way of that was my way of I got looking. This at
1: website it. for you, you need to check it out. Take notes. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you, you're right, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I, by no means am I saying you're wrong. I, I definitely agree because, y- you know, you have got a lot of people where all they do is just go out. They put holes in paper. Okay, cool. But like Bloodsport said, man, you know, brick hit back. You sitting there. What's the paper gonna do? is not putting you in a life-threatening situation is not teaching you how actual gunfight is going to go down. God forbid, if you ever get into one It's not giving you the firsthand experience of this is what's going to happen. This is what you can expect because everybody always thinks that they're going to be able to react at the drop of a dime and turn in John wick, if you will, or, or turn into Rambo. That's not the case. Um, I think a, a good example of uh, what an actual civilian gunfight would look like was on, um, uh, you ever see Breaking Bad? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Did Did you ever watch, uh, what was it, El Camino? I think it was El Camino, the, the movie that followed up the, se- uh, the series.
0: Yeah, I believe I did, yep.
1: Okay, so you remember that gunfight near the end where... Um, the guy was blocking Jesse from from leaving the building, and he said, uh I'll bet I could reach my forty five before you even can reach that twenty two by your side or something like that right so gotcha it was kind of like a almost like an old school duel duel, yeah, but it wasn't it didn't go as planned because the dude was busy thinking that Jesse had that twenty two on his side jesse i think had a 45 as well so when he moved his uh his jacket out of the way so he could so the guy could see the 22 he pulled up his hand and shot that 45 at him now the other guys in the room are like oh shit he just shot this guy so now (laughs) there's that slight pause and then the gunfight breaks out it there's there's no beauty to it there's no gracefulness to it it's just Mm -hmm. everybody reacting trying to survive you know and it was yep. ugly. It yep. wasn't pretty. It was just ugly. I I would much rather learn from somebody who has been in a situation like that so I can walk out and I can survive and I can have a realistic somewhat expectation of, you know, God forbid, if I ever get into a situation where I have to discharge my firearm because there's been so many situations to where people have been caught up in that mentality like say for example uh uh i think it was a walmart or something the walmart was being robbed and i know there's so many stories out there like this but this one stuck stood out to me because um the guy tried to stop the shooter so he was kind of sneaking around one of the aisles but he didn't know that there was a second shooter And I think they were both were armed with, uh, with rifles, right? I'm assuming it's five, five, six, two, two, three, but nonetheless, um, the second guy snuck up on him and, and basically ended his life right there. And it's mainly because he was probably caught up in the entertainment world and he didn't think, okay, there could be more than one shooter or can I really go at this person safely? Or whatever. There was no, there was no forethought. There was no thought process. It was just adrenaline and action. Nobody's gonna teach you to to think. To think, I guess, for lack of a better description, to think against the adrenaline. You know, they're not gonna teach you how to utilize the adrenaline properly, to to kind of help you think properly instead of just acting out on that pure adrenaline, because that acting out uh, on that adrenaline is going to get you killed like this person did in um in the video I saw. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think yeah. I, I agree with you, man. It's like if can here, I Can I can yeah, expound yeah. on
0: it? Can yeah. I let me let me expound on it just a little bit?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I had a real problem with you know how when you if you're dealing with an instructor an instructor can what if everything to death?
1: You're right. devil's advocate everything.
0: Yeah. An instructor can tell you, "Whoa, what if he does this? You're going to, you know, and what if he does that? You're going to, I, I totally get that. Right. Mm-hmm. But m- I had a very big problem though. When those instructors, when I sat down with them and I told them, Hey, this is who I am. And here's my proof. You can look here, look there. You can see pictures. You can see whatever uh, paperwork, if you want to. And then they they admit to me, man to man, okay, yeah, you know what? I was in the military too, but you know what? This is what I was doing when I was in the military. And what I was doing when I had the chance to be this whatever John Wick or this warrior or to be this uh, badass with, with a gun, when I had that chance to choose it and to act like I'm acting now, I didn't take it. Right? I had a job that was very far removed from combat, from action, from danger, from guns. That that was the scenario that I ran into. That, that was really the scenario that I ran into. I ran into too many people who could not tell me that while they had a chance to be this military badass with a gun, they didn't take it. Because we were in two wars, right? For how many years? We were in two wars for how many years? So you got this, you know, you got this this chance of this attitude of, you know, I'm, I was going to, um, you know, you want to be this gun-toting badass. Well, rather than after the fact, you acting, you you becoming an instructor and then you, you acting like you've been there and done that. Let's own up to the fact that Amongst those who were really in that community, they would have been laughing at the joke, the job that you had. They would have been laughing at the missions that you were going on. I mean, like versus this this badass military operator you are trying to make yourself out to be now, or this badass guy with a gun that you're trying to make yourself out to be now. Mm-hmm. And that was that was where that was the crux of where all of everything that I ended up saying came from. It really, really bothered me to not understand. OK, yes, now that you're out, now that you're out of the military and you're, you're, you've you're you know, moved on, now you want to act like you're this big gear guy, gun guy. But the truth is, you had a chance to, to pass that special forces test or recon test or infantry test or whatever, and you didn't take it. You had a chance to go on all these dope missions and be doing real stuff in helicopters or boats and all of that. And you didn't take it. Mm -hmm. So when you come down to you teaching people stuff, what are you really drawing all these examples off of? Cause the job that you were doing, no, you, you can't say, Oh, I was in, I had this from the job I was in or the job I was doing. no, not, not many people's job descriptions actually say stuff like your description, your mission is to destroy the enemy. Your mission is to hurt somebody. And yeah. and I, I just wanted people to own up to own up to that part. And I and I, I just, you know, I, I'm real big on. If you didn't do something, don't claim you, you, you did or if you, you know. If you weren't this person, don't claim that you are or you were, or even if you're trying to train people and what, if, you know, and give them what if scenarios, don't act like you have actually been in those positions and you've made the right decisions that, that got you out here. So you're still surviving and breathing right now at this moment, because the truth is you're surviving and breathing right now at this moment because you didn't go into those situations. We don't know if your tactics are good enough and would have got you out and you do or survived. And we'll never know because you chose not to walk into that fire.
1: Didn't test the metal. Right. Yeah. Right. I. Rye. I. I do. I don't even think there's anything else left to say on that because I mean that that's how it should be because at the end of the day, yeah, a soldier is a war fighter, but they're also a professional survivor. You know. You, right. you don't get trained to go out there and don't get me wrong, yeah, you're gonna look badass doing it, but for the most part, you're not gonna get the training to go out there and and look and be badass. You're gonna get the training to to help you complete your mission and, and move forward and, and you know, continue to complete mission after mission and survive as you're completing these missions. It's not Y'all aren't supposed to be coming back Talking about, yeah, I'm a badass I did this, I did that Now granted, there's some badass shit that y'all are gonna do And y'all are gonna have stories on it Don't get me wrong But That's not what the average And this is me speaking from a civilian standpoint You know, I don't have any military experience But I see that When the soldier comes back And they survive they have an experience and a wealth of knowledge that they're supposed to be able to draw from should they decide to like be an instructor or, you know, uh, what is it called a security consultant or a contractor or any of the many jobs that they can uh, potentially utilize that experience and uh, apply it to. But to me, somebody who's like going to, what if a situation of death, I mean, that's about the equivalent of, like, somebody who's trying to to uh, partake in stolen valor, you know?
0: Exactly. It's that like, was my point.
1: Yeah. You, you're faking it. You, you're over here like, well, what if the guy who breaks into your house runs out of 300 black out of his rifle, but he's got that one last round of 22 at the bottom of his magazine? You're sitting here like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I, at that point, if I'm in a situation, I, I don't care if it's if it's like a firearm instructor or just a person in general. You know, if I have to start questioning the the legitimacy of what somebody is telling me, and I'm paying somebody to do this, yeah, I I don't think I'm gonna continue to. Uh, to pay that person or continue to learn from that person, you know, because there's already too many red flags, especially if I'm trying to learn from a professional survivor how to protect myself should I end up in a situation. You know, when I first started out the firearms, I didn't I didn't get training. Um, that was probably, you know, th- that was initially because my first firearm was a Mossberg 88. I bought the firearm because I wasn't sure how things were going to, um, play out during my divorce. And again, I'm not coming from a mindset of a professional military, uh, military trained person. I'm coming from the mindset of somebody who's just thinking about my surroundings and trying to survive and move through them properly. So, uh, I was worried that something was going to happen somebody might show up at the house i'm not going to go into any details or speculations but let's just say you know somebody has the intent to come to my house uh, somebody might have had the intent to come to my house and do me bodily harm or just zero me out right and just kill me so i'm like i need to protect myself i went out got that shotgun i looked at my house and i thought to myself okay these are my weak points at the time, I had a doorway. The front door was basically two doors, right? They swung into the house. um, Almost like old saloon doors. You know how like you, you push the doors open to walk through? Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of... It, it was like two big front doors, but that's kind of how they opened up. Now, you could open the right side as a regular front door, but the left side was held into place by like... Uh, I don't know if they were metal or plastic or wooden pegs, but basically if somebody wanted to bust through the door, there was no strong point that was going to prevent them. You know, They could easily, probably after, let's say, two, three, maybe four kicks, have a um, purchase inside the house. That was already the first problem I was looking at. The second problem I was looking at was the fact that um, the wall the side next to the front door was made up of two big windows. So that's already another weak point to the house. And those two windows look directly into the master bedroom. You know, this is just how I'm thinking again. So long story short, it wouldn't take much for somebody to get into my house, find me and do whatever. Right. So that was the main reason why I got the shotgun. Cause I could shoot through the window, I could shoot through the door, and if I know somebody's trying to break into the house, I got a direct line of sight should I need to uh, fire my firearm at at the assailant or whoever. You know, that was my thought process, because if I didn't have that shotgun, it would just be me and whatever I would do to try and defend myself, which at the time wasn't really much. I mean, yeah, I, I got knives and everything, but... What's a knife going to do to somebody who might be coming into my house with uh, at the very least a handgun at the most, a shotgun or a rifle. Right. That's just how I look at it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree,
1: bro. And nobody taught me that. It's just, it's survival, man. I, I would much rather get my education from somebody who's been there versus the entertainment from somebody who Thinks that they've they've been there, you know, right. So I I agree with you, I definitely agree with you, and and a more realistic um, viewpoint on that is uh, look at what happened on that that movie theater or that movie uh, the set for that movie Rust, you know. <laughs> it's like that didn't end well. Ironically enough, I'm gonna see if I can find it, man. There was a clip from a movie with Alec Baldwin, I think it was Mission Impossible, um, God, I gotta find this, let you hear it, man, it is ridiculous, <laughs> it is it is bad timing, um, guy was talking about, uh, something like you didn't think the the gun was loaded or something, did you? Shoot, I'm, I'm like, I gotta find it, man, it was ridiculous, but, uh, yeah i I wouldn't say you were wrong man i i see your point of view i get it i understand and i agree with it because um we we don't really separate ourselves from entertainment too much i found it here we go (laughs) here you go That was Alec Baldwin in that movie. And then you look at where Alec Baldwin's at now and it's like, yeah, you didn't have somebody that had that experience. And wrongly enough, the lady who was the armorer uh, or the young lady who was the armorer on that that, uh, movie set, her father was an experienced armorer. And he was the one that was trying to get her into the business. Uh, that wasn't the first movie that she messed up because uh, she, was, she, she was the armorer on a Nicolas Cage movie uh, before the Alec Baldwin-Russ movie, right? And Nicolas Cage got so pissed off because he almost got his head shot off because she wasn't doing her job properly. So Really?
0: I never heard that, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. So here we are now. And we got, I think it was, what, one person... Fairly, uh, well, obviously, you know, they, they died because they were shot with a real firearm because she didn't know what she was doing. If it was her father, this wouldn't be an issue, I'm assuming. You know, there's a, there's a bigger chance of this not happening if it was him. And if she would have been, I don't know, trained right or like went back, double checked her work, triple checked her work, whatever, this wouldn't have been an issue. But I guess she was just coasting off of nepotism or something and, you know, going through find jobs uh, uh via his name or something I don't know but you know that's an example of entertainment gone wrong because they had the wrong person doing the wrong job
0: can can you uh w- one quick second can mm-hmm. you hear I need to know if you can hear something can you hear that
1: no nah, I can't hear it
0: you said you can't.
1: Well, no, I can't. Cannot hear. Okay,
0: it. okay, good, good. That, that, no, that's what I needed. Is uh, I needed to make sure I could still play this. Sh- play my uh, my show comes on now at two o'clock. Oh, so shit. I was just making sure I'm making sure the video can still run and I can still talk to you. Oh, you need to head off? No, 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 no. <laughs>
1: okay, we,
0: we, we, we'll still let we, 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 um.
1: Yeah, you did have one coming up, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't hear it, man. Um...
0: Okay, no, it's fine. That's a good thing. Because I, I I got, um, you know, those other podcasts I do, they're playing right now. Because, you know, it comes on every day at 2 o'clock. So I just want to make sure that the sound isn't affecting our recording on Black Powder <laughs>
1: podcast. No, nah, no, nah, we're good, we're good. All right. Yeah, that sounds like you got this thing down packed, man. I mean, how, how many? Like, you got a lot of shows. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm trying to get to that point, man. Shoot.
0: Oh, it'll come, man. This is this has been a few years in the, in the wake for me, and I'm still not where I would like to be with it
1: at all. So that's what's up, man. Shoot, I gotta get down to Florida come see you, man. Cause it sounds like it'd be cool just to hang out and like uh, like do some camping or something.
0: Oh, right on, man. So, yeah, that um, I keep forgetting. I always want to think that you're in the Atlanta area. Is that where you
1: are? Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, uh, I think I'm more Northern Georgia now. I, I probably i uh Where's this place at? Snellville, which is like north, north eat. No, hang on, north. Is uh, uh, Northwestern Georgia, I want to say. Okay. Yeah, so I'd I'd probably be. I'm I'm probably closer to uh South Carolina right now. But I don't mind traveling. You know, I could And plus, I can I can fly with no issues, man. So, um. Just give me a date give me give me a time I could try and get out there all
0: right, man, all right,
1: I gotta try and put in for it first though, but yeah, shoot well, what do you hunt hogs with like what caliber
0: uh either five five six or uh seven six two um if I can help it, I like to go with that bigger seven six two with that three oh eight bullet but um, if I'm not able to, then uh, if I'm not able to, then I usually just uh, go with the five five six.
1: Yeah, I, I could see that three oh eight or that uh, seven six two working out a lot better because uh, you know I, I mean, I guess five five six does have honey applications, but I always wondered that because I'm like you. You probably have to be real accurate with that, because if you're not, like if you're hunting a deer or something, right, that that deer might not be uh be put down like it needed to.
0: Right, right, and that's the problem. That's the the issue right there is um, you a lot of people get into like what they call like hunter ethics and stuff like that, where you don't want to wound the animal any more than you have to, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So, um, yeah
1: that makes yeah. sense i know there's a there's a guy that uh i watch his hunting videos he usually shoots uh what was it 300 blackout i think and he's uh recently started using six arc which you know looks cool but the price don't look cool
0: <laughs> really mm-hmm. i suppose so
1: yeah he hunts his hogs over in texas i think
0: well oh, you know what I have also used a seven millimeter, man, and that is a great size round as well. Hmm. I mean, obviously you're close because you know it's just it's uh, just a regular seven out of the seven six two, but that that still works really
1: good as well, though. I didn't even mean, you know there's a seven millimeter.
0: Yeah, it's a nice rifle, man. It's a nice thick round, long round. Just not as uh, big as the the 7.62 completely.
1: Yeah, I got to step my hunt. Well, I got to get hunting first. The closest I might come right now is uh, (laughs) my mom's got a squirrel in her backyard that she's getting tired of looking at because this thing is like, uh, it, it drops nuts everywhere. So like the front porch, you'll see shells up there. You'll see shells in the back porch. This dude is big too. Like he's been, uh, like he's the alpha squirrel. He's been eating, uh, <laughs> like for the last couple of years or something. So like I might have to go out there with this little, uh, this Ruger, uh, it's not even a 1022. It's the, the, uh, the original charger. See if I can get him or something. <laughs> That's what's up,
0: man. That's what's up.
1: It'll be my first kill. I'll go ahead and put him on my wall. Be like, yeah, I did that.
0: that's how you do it that's how you do it you know what i have to admit though i'm not real big when it comes to uh stuffing animals and having them taking them to the taxidermist and having them mounted on the wall i'm not real big on that i don't know why it's just it's never been like the number one thing to me to, to to do
1: so when you hunt the animals you know what do you do then because i know you you probably well if you can you probably eat the meat yeah
0: yeah that's what i that, that's what my focus is usually bro i'm <laughs> trying to eat the damn thing <laughs> <laughs> and that's you and that's about you know that used to be where like most of my attention and my focus was was just trying to get it you know uh harvest it properly make sure that, um um, make sure it's actually down properly and then trying to eat it, man. So I, uh, I jumped on the pro staff of Raptor razor knives and they have these great skinning knives, man. Um, I mean, for any harvest you have. So whether you're talking about trying to take, trying to skin a deer or a rabbit or, or even a whole hog, they have some of the best skinners that, that are out there. And, um,
1: wow. Yeah. These things look, uh, checking it out right now. Oh shoot. This yeah, one came if, with the battle if you parts.
0: don't, if you don't mind, I think I'm gonna go probably like another, like 15 to 20 minutes. If that's all right, which,
1: well, well shoot. I mean, if, if you gotta go, we can, uh, because I, I really like this uh, impromptu interview, man. It's like I had questions, but like we we talked about so much to the point where, uh, yeah, if you want to do this again, let me know. Definitely let me know. I'd like right. to have you back.
0: All right. Yeah, yeah, man. I click with you. I click with you on a whole other level than anybody I have in an interview in a real long time, if ever, especially not as deep on the stuff we were talking about and we were saying. When people call call activities uh, white or black that sort of thing. I clicked with you today so so hard that, yeah I I gotta be back on man. I gotta link up with you. But um actually we do have that opportunity because I will no you will be on my show in just two days
1: right? Yeah. Uh, what was it? Not the twentieth, but let me check this calendar real quick. I know I got it in there. Uh, was it the Friday. The- Friday. Yeah, Friday.